I mean, I don't think I, I said it corporately yet, but Happy New Year. Um, yeah. A new year means new stuff. Um, but a new year also means new what? Resolutions. People, people love resolutions. New Year's resolutions. Um, resolutions, you know, probably a word we don't use all the time. A resolution just simply means a firm decision to do something or not do something. And so this time of year when we talk about New Year's resolutions, I think we know what the obvious, what, what are some of the obvious resolutions that we make? Diet. I'm going to lose weight. You know, I'm going to shed 10 pounds or 20 pounds or 50 pounds. I'm going to do it this year. Um, what else? Exercise. Perfect. You know, we're, I'm going to start going for walks, going for a run. I'm going to do sit-ups or push-ups or something. I'm going to exercise. What else? What's that? Picking up an instrument, learning a new skill set. I love it. I don't have a graphic for that. But, uh, but yeah, that is awesome. What else? Work-life balance. Yeah. What's that? Drawing. Like, like learning a skill, and I love it. Um, a lot of times they have to do with money. I'm going to make more money this year. I resolve to make more money, or I resolve to save more money. Um, or I resolve to spend more money. I don't know. We all have our own resolutions, I guess. Um, one for, for me is, and I decided this a couple years ago, and I'm doing pretty good still, and that's to drink more water. Like, I want to drink more water. And we all have resolutions. We all have things that we say, I, this is what I resolve to do. This is a firm decision to do something. But what I want to talk about today is, is it, is it going to be a resolution or submission? Because when we talk about resolutions, even in our talk, it was all very me-centric. I resolve to do this. I determine to do this. I'm going to power through to do this. I'm going to show commitment to do this, um, which, uh, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's, it's not best. What's best is saying, Lord, this is what's on my heart, but Lord, I submit this to you. Lord, I'd love your thoughts on the matter. Lord, I, what do you think? And submitting things to the Lord. Um, if you turn in your Bibles or Bible apps um, to Proverbs chapter 16, and then if you, uh, if you can multitask, um, after we're in Proverbs, uh, we're going to go to James chapter 4. So I'm going to read Proverbs 16, 1 through 6. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. I know it's only three verses, but man, that, there's a lot there. That's quite a mouthful. So let's just take smaller bites on this and kind of chew, chew through this together. Uh, verse one, the plans or uh, the primary definition, the preparation of the heart belong to men. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. 
we're to go ahead and make our plans. But the scripture tells us it's the Lord who hears our prayers, who sets our course, and is the provider. You want to hear this another way? We can make all the plans we want, but Jesus has a say on the subject. Jesus has thoughts on the matter. So we can make our plans, but Jesus wants the final word. Verse 2, all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirit. I love this. I chuckle at this. And I say it all the time. We all think we're right. We all do. Like, we think we're right a huge majority of the time. I read this and it says we're in love with our own opinions. We think we're right and we love us some us. We love us some opinions. We're like, I'm right. A lot of times we are right, but a lot of times we ain't. And then it says this. It says that the Lord weighs the spirit. The Lord is right here with us looking at our hearts. He's weighing our motives. God knows our heart. And sometimes that heart is not making the right decisions. Think about the decisions we make out of fear. I... I want to lose weight this year so that I can live longer because I, you know, I don't like the idea of my family being without me and me dying because I'm out of shape. So I'm going to get in shape so that I can live a long time so that my kids won't be without me. I mean, on the surface level, that sounds pretty good, but the, the root of that is fear. Man, it's a fantastic discussion to have with the Lord. God, this at the center of this is fear. Lord, I'm a, I know that I'm out of shape and I'm afraid that I won't live long because of it and my kids will be without me and Lord I don't want that while we're talking with him about it why not invite him into that Lord I just invite you into this what are your thoughts on the matter how would you like me to go about this Lord I don't want my ideas I want your ideas so what are your ideas I submit to you I yield to you Verse 3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. So I, I for, for these three verses, I looked up every word just to see, you know, what they were in the original Hebrew and, and just kind of dug a little deeper because, you know, we all have different, you know, I just read from the ESV, but we all have different translations of the Bible. Found some really interesting things. That word commit. It's galel, and here's what it means. This is the primary definition of that. It's to roll away, to roll down, to roll together. I love that it's not to roll up. I love that it's not this, this vision of pushing something up, up the hill. It's, it's to roll away, to commit. Lord, I, I just... Lord, I roll this to you. I roll this to you. That word work, it means an action, either good or bad. 
There's the positive and the negative in this. Commit your work to the Lord. This isn't just a time to uh, commit the, those things that we perceive as guilt and that we are resolved to do that are guilt. This is also a time to to roll the heavy things, the hard things, the ugly things. This is a wonderful time like there's ever a bad time, but this is a wonderful time to, to repent and to change our minds. I love the word metanoia, repent. Metanoia, it means to change our minds. It, it goes, oh, Lord, I've, I've been thinking about it this way, and now I, I see you, your thoughts on the matter. I changed my mind. Lord, now I, I just pray that you would just be with me. Let there be an action change as well. Roll away. Roll to God the good and the bad. And then this is interesting. It says, and your plans will be established. And the structure of this is structured in such a way that the, the and is absolutely dependent upon what was said before. You guys, how often do we think, and we just want our, our plans to be established without submitting them to the Lord. How many times do we want the Lord to join in what we're already doing? Lord, hey, this is what I'm doing. It's a really great idea. I'm sure you're with me on this. Lord, bless what I'm doing. Without ever asking, Lord, are you behind this? I mean, we've prayed. We've prayed for months about this Sabbath Sunday thing. And when I say months, Andy, is it fair to say it's we've been praying on this for six months? We've been praying on this for a long time because we didn't want this to be, hey, what a great idea we came up with or, or that we stole from another church. You know, we've heard that they found life in doing this. What a great, Lord, bless this. Bless this wonderful idea we have. No, we're like, Lord, is, is this you? Are you behind this? Did you bring this to our attention? And then if it is, then, then we don't have to worry about, then it's going to be blessed. Commit your work to the Lord. And your plans will be established. That word for plans, it means intentions, thoughts, and purposes. W what's the intentionality in our life right now? What are the things that we are intentionally doing? Again, I think far too often we, man, we stumble through life without intentionality, without there being just this strong purpose. And we see in this scripture that even our intentions and our purposes need to be rolled to the Lord. And your plans will be secure. Your plans will be established. Your plans will be enduring. I want my thoughts to be secure. I want my purpose the things that purpose is, the things I'm doing to be enduring and secure and strong. And it all begins with what? Submission to the Lord. It all begins with submission. James 4, 6 through 10 says this. But God gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 
Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Again, what a mouthful. That's a lot. So you notice like the, the back and forth nature of like every one of these verses. Do this and this will be the result. Do this and this will be the result. Do this and this will be the result. It's, it's an if-then statement. If we do this, then this will be the result. And again, just as in that previous verse that we read, God sees the motives of our heart. I mean, I love that David cried out to the Lord saying, create in me a clean heart. Lord, I, I, once again, I'm in need of my heart just being renewed by you. I need a right spirit renewed by you. Lord, create in me a clean heart. See, that, that's one thing that we cannot do. We cannot change our heart. God changes our heart. We can change our actions. We can, we can change key things like coming to him and then submitting to him, we can change key things. We can say, this is sin. I know this is sin. I'm not going to do this anymore. We, we can do certain things, but when it comes to the changing of our heart, that is solely on God. When it comes to bearing fruit, there, that's not on you to be the one that brings about fruit in your life. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. What's on you and what's on me is to spend time with him so that our lives start bearing fruit as a result of being with him. I want to read that verse 6 again. God gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Did you know that God resists you when you're proud? That's what this says. It keep, like, he wants a humble spirit. That's what submission's all about. It's about humility. It's about humbling ourselves, saying, Lord, I want what you want more than I want what I want. Lord, I want your will more than I want my will. Lord, I want your thoughts on the matter. I know my thoughts on the matter. I want your thoughts on the matter. God resists you when you're proud, but he continually pours out grace upon you when you're humble. This is one of those that I imagine some of you are going to go, I want to read that again. I, I don't think Mark's reading that right. You can read it all you want in every translation you want. This is what it says. He loves a humble heart. He loves when we come in humility because then we're pliable, we're moldable. then fruit starts showing up in our lives. It's not us being the one in charge. It's, it's letting him be in charge. Submit means this, subordinate yourself to. Make yourself underneath his authority. Yield to. Make yourself subject to, surrender to. We don't like those kind of words. 
because we like being in control. And we like power. This is saying yield to God. Verse 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. How beautiful is that? You want more closeness with the Lord? Draw near to God. Take a moment just to say, good morning, Lord. I invite you into this day. What are your thoughts on the day? I know what my, my calendar says. I know what I have planned. But Lord, I just, let, my, let me see what you're up to. Let me see what you have planned for this day. I don't want to miss it, Lord. Invitation, submission, humility. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. When we read the scripture about hands, hands like, almost always represent works. Hands represent the works. And what we're told here is cleanse your hands. Cleanse your hands. Examine your works. Look at, look at these things and clean the filth off. Usually we know when we're sinning. And I think the older we get, um, there's intentionality there. Very, rare, very rarely do we have a sin where we're like, oh, that was weird. How did that happen? That was weird. Wow, what a surprise. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Rarely. There's intentionality. That sucker has cut me off for the last time. I see a gap in the traffic. I'm going to get a hold of them, ahead of them, or a hold of them, you know, whatever. I'm going to get in front. I'm going to slam on the brakes. I'm going to shoot him the bird. You know, I'm going to talk about the mom. I'm going to, it's all intentional. Very rarely to go, whoops, I just, wow. Wow, how did that finger? Uh, <laughs> gossip, I mean, like, Whoops, I just gossiped about my friend. How did that happen? These are the things that we can wash our hands. These are the things that we can purify our hands. These are the things we can say, Lord, that's not you. Lord, I repent of that. Lord, I ask you to change my heart. Because only a change of heart can, can you, only you changing my heart can result in me not doing this habitually. So I need you to change my heart. But Lord, I can zip my lip. Lord, I can keep that finger in my pocket. Lord, I can actually change lanes, slow down, let that person get out of sight and out of mind. Or whatever. Insert, I mean, insert sin here. Cleanse your hands. Again, don't ask the Lord to cleanse your hands. Don't ask the Lord to cleanse your hands. What we're being told here by James, the brother of Jesus, is you clean your hands. You know what you're doing. Knock it off. How do we do that? Man, we've got to back up to verse 7 and 8 again. Submit yourself to the Lord. 
Submit yourselves, therefore, to the Lord. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We don't resist the devil first. We resist the devil after we've submitted to the Lord. See, resisting the devil first is all about you again. It's all about me again. It's all about our strength again. It's all about our determination. It's a really good resolution. Submit yourselves to the Lord. Then it says, then resist the enemy, and he will flee. That scares him. You want to know what scares the enemy? A humble and a submitted heart to God. And then when he sees that we're resisting him, that's what causes him pain. Do you want to cause the enemy pain? I do. I'm not afraid of him. Because of Jesus. And when we submit ourselves to the Lord, he doesn't see our efforts as this primary thing in front of him. He sees Jesus, and that terrifies him. Submit yourself, therefore, to the Lord. Then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But it, it doesn't work the other way. So I'm going to read verses 9 and 10. I want to read it from the Passion, because I, I really love how this describes this. Verse 9. Feel the pain of your sin. Be sorrowful and weep. Feel the pain of your sin. Now, here's the thing. I don't think we're supposed to stay in that place, but we usually don't make change without pain. Why would, why would we make change? It doesn't hurt. We just stay along these horrible, sinful patterns. But when, when there's pain, that's when change comes about. And this says, feel the pain of your sin. Be sorrowful and weep. Feel bad. Oh, I, I, I feel so bad that I, I, that I unloaded that ugly, hurtful diatribe on you and called you all those things. I, I feel so bad. I, I'm sorry. Good, you should feel sorry. That was nasty. That was rude. That was mean. You should feel bad. If you don't feel bad, you're a psychopath or a sociopath. I don't know. Maybe Kim, you can help me. I don't know. You, we should feel bad when we do that kind of stuff. But it's not our nature anymore. We're a child of God. Let your joking be turned into mourning and your joy into deep humiliation. And then this, be willing to be made low before the Lord. And then what? And then he'll exalt you. You're not going to stay in this place of pain and humiliation and mourning. He will exalt you. But again, what we're seeing here is that humility matters. A humble heart to the Lord. Resolution and submission, they, they might seem similar, but they're, they're so different. Resolution is all about your strength. Submission is all about his strength. Resolution is all about your plans. Submission is all about his plans. What's wonderful is oftentimes after that submission, we see that they're, they're so close that God gave us the desire of our heart. He put that desire within us, but he still wants us to submit it to him 
so we'll walk in it in his strength. Resolution is all about showing intentionality, but to do your will. Whereas submission is all about showing intentionality to do his will. I think this is a great message to start the year by. I mean, it doesn't, today doesn't feel any newer than yesterday. I mean, it's, I, I know I've got to get used to writing 23, like you know, when I'm writing a check or whatever, that'll be a, a new change. But I'm telling you right now, we, we should do an examination of these things that are on our heart and submit them to God. We, we should do an examination of our hands to say, what are the things that just don't glorify you that I just keep doing? And, and clean our hands and let God purify our hearts. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, in salvation, you know, the, the justification, you know, that, that we're saved just as, just as I am. That we come before the Lord and we don't have to clean ourselves up. And just as I am, I am we are saved when we trust our lives in Christ. But that, that work of sanctification, that daily walking with the Holy Spirit, where we are daily sanctified, daily cleansed, made pure, by being with Him, by walking with Him, by following His lead. He's going this way, and we're going this way. One of us has to have a course correction. And it ain't Jesus. Right? Here's what I uh, want to encourage us with. There's some things about our heart that I think we know. Like we, we know when we're operating out of fear. We know when we're leader thinking of fear. A lot of times we know that. Maybe not every time. A lot of times we know when our motivation is shame. We're doing something out of shame. Wh whatever, if, if there's a motivation fear or shame or that just makes it that much more important to submit ourselves to the Lord to because we're not continue walking this thing out with with fear at the wheel with shame you know at the engine of that thing we're doing we're to take it to the Lord and, and let his beautiful cleansing refreshing presence Wash away those things. I, I really feel like that as we leave here today and, and go about our day, that, man, what, what an opportunity we have to dialogue with the Lord regarding these things. Lord, what, would you show me the things that you know my heart, you know my motive. You're constantly searching my motive. What are those things that that you want to do a fresh start in my life on. Because, Lord, I'm telling you right now, my, I'm set to submit them to you. I'm set to submit them to you. But, Lord, I, would you just show them to me? Would you just reveal some things that maybe I don't see? Or maybe, Lord, would you be a little louder than a whisper for some of the things that I do see, that I do know? Because, Lord, my, my heart's to submit those things to you as well. Um, let's pray. Lord, you're, you're so good.
som er sådan en det er så sådan en midtøst og kabaki your heart is good you are good and you want to see us whole you want to see us healed you want you want to see us prosper you want to see our our purposes endure Lord, we, we are blessed because of you, and you want to bless all the wonderful things in our life that we're bringing to you and submitting to you, that you're saying, yeah, yeah, this is, let's do this together. And Lord, the things that aren't you, Lord, we want to hear from you. We don't want to just be going down some, some dead-end road. So Holy Spirit, we, we need you right now to to speak, to guide us into all truth regarding this this matter and the things that you're asking us to bow our knee to you in, to submit, to humble ourselves. Uh, Lord, we, we do, we repent of pride, areas where that we are just love being the one in control, where that we just love and we're convinced that we're right. Lord, we, we repent of that. We want you to be right. We need you to be right. We want you to have your way. So we, we bow our knee to you. We, in humility, we just submit to you. In Jesus' name, amen.